0: have a lot of stuff to talk about because we you know we skip a week and so skip two weeks topics skip two weeks that's right yeah. wow it's been a while one
1: week was your fault the other week was my fault so where <laughs> <Yes. you been>? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: sorry about that uh i hope you missed us because uh, we missed y'all yeah now i'm talking to the audience it's always weird because you never know right, am i talking to you kevin or you the audience who knows uh but we have a bunch of feedback like follow-up that we like to address and it's all relevant to awesome. all the stuff we talked about. That was awesome. So first and foremost, this is probably one of the best follow-up things that has ever happened in the history of this show. Not to you know downplay or minimize other follow-up, which is also excellent, but this one is excellent in its own way. So y- y'all remember how we've been pretty vocal about uh, the Figma and their Big Sur icon, or lack thereof, Um you know, if you you probably saw that they've updated the icon, which is great. And I think they did a good job. Uh, we talked about, like, just resize it, please. They did a little bit more of that, uh, and it looks cool. It looks great. Good job. Yeah, I good really job. like it. Way better than I was expecting or hoped for, really. So this is great. Um, but the reason why it's here in follow-up is uh, because... Uh, Ryan, the designer who designed this new icon, uh, he's at Figma, you know designer at Figma, um, friend of the we've show. We met in the past, yeah, friend of the show. We've met um, uh, during uh, one of the year uh, Loop uh, conference yes, here in Amsterdam, exactly. Framer Loop. Um, I think he was a, yeah he was a Dropbox paper at the time. I feel
1: bad. Um, I would be curious to hear what his perception of me and maybe also you at this when we met because i think i was probably very awkward when i met him because i'm such a fan of like his work and everything he posts online like this guy is so talented and when i met him i was a bit starstruck i was just kind of like so awkward <laughs> i didn't know what to say but i was like i love your work like you're amazing like this is so cool but that was pretty much our entire conversation
0: <laughs> yeah right let us know were we awkward as hell or what Or <laughs> were we played it cool uh, what do you think? I don't know. Um, anyway, so Ryan not only did a great job at updating and redesigning Figma's app Mac app icon, he also let us know, uh, and I asked if it was okay for us to share here in in the show. But he told us that like he was listening to the episode where we were pretty much complaining about uh, the the you know the delay on the icon, and he said after listening to that, he cleared his day to like just finish that because you know they've been pretty busy over there at figma so after listening to that he cleared his day just to push the icon um and get that done and and push it out so uh that made my day
1: yeah it is so So, cool who said that complaining on a podcast didn't work (laughs) you're welcome everyone
0: complaining works
1: No, but it's great. And I, I think in that episode, we kind of like talked through some of uh, all of the various options. And I think like that's pretty much what we settled in is like, yeah, like they probably want to do it. There's just a bunch of other things getting in the way. So mm-hmm. yeah, like happens. This is like real life, <laughs> you know, working on, on products is sometimes you don't always have the time to work on the things you want. Uh, but I'm so glad that, that Ryan decided to make our day and push it over the finish line. It's great. And I'm, I'm so happy with my doc now. So this this is great.
0: Yeah. Next up, if you are taking a request and <laughs> Next up, uh, frame selection. like, please just add the new iPhone sizes there. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. See,
1: I have another one. <laughs> okay. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> oh, no we're drunk with so power been, now. I've been
1: working more in Figma uh, recently in the last week. Something I, I realized is they don't show pre- font previews in the font selector. No. And I was like, yeah. what? This is something I kind of never realized. Maybe because mm-hmm. I use uh, San Francisco 99% of the time that mm-hmm. <laughs> I design something. But really, I was like, damn, they should do live previews.
0: Although SF Pro is in set in Inter. In that oh, really? Picture. Wow. no i mean just because the whole ui isn't there yeah yeah uh yeah good um good um good. so after you know figma figma hi <laughs> so after you do the frame thing yeah you can do kevin's thing me first uh okay cool okay nice. thanks ryan thanks figma thanks uh team
1: oh and That's what up. i wanted to tell everyone too is our next target is slack so <laughs> wa- watch out <laughs> you're, you're on notice slack if we have any listeners who can get us closer to getting our voice heard <laughs> in uh with, with Slack employees, please let us know. Help us in this cause.
0: <laughs> Is it like the missing icon in your Because 'Cause I've set a custom one and I, I honestly like at this point I forget.
1: Yeah, I need to I need to do the trick that you told me, like with the this special app that keeps Pictogram. over the updates. Exactly. Yeah. I'll have a link in the show notes. I still <laughs> still been procrastinating because mm-hmm. all my f- my icons were changed just like the old-fashioned way and then now as apps get updated i'm like losing those <laughs> <custom Yeah>. icons.
0: pictogram <laughs> so, also go tip uh as uh, a superlist we were playing around with some map icons as well um and instead of me like doing a build or whatever i was just using pictogram to change you know superlist's own icon Ooh, cool. with like assets without waiting for devs or for you know Building the app or whatever, so also yeah, use it internally. Do you
1: have to convert the icon to an ICO file before?
0: No, okay. drag a uh, ideally a twenty twenty four PNG in there, and I'll do the resizing for you.
1: Boom! That's amazing. Boom! Even better than cool. the the old fashioned way. <laughs>
0: uh, cool, 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 cool. Still on that follow train. Uh, it's long train. It's like a what's it? The movie called the train snowpiercer (laughs) have you seen this i've seen the movie not the show i hear the show is Mm -hmm. good i just uh i just saw the movie way back when when it came out with uh with the captain america in it right oh really okay yeah i haven't seen it anyway no so still on the snowpiercer train uh another piece of follow-up uh after we posted the little like audio tweet which by the way i only have one like the layout account but i don't have it on my personal account so i forgot Hmm. um as I was switched to the layout account to tweet that, I saw the little thing. It's like, oh, that's new and uh, probably, uh, you know, uh, appropriate for us. You know, we're a podcast, so I think we should all tweet with audio tweets from now on. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> not really.
0: But we, we, when we announced that we had to skip that week, um, listener Dave, hi, Dave, friend of the show, Dave, uh, asked us, wait, let me pull up his tweet. He said, uh, maybe this is a good chance to talk about scheduling and how the heck you fit in the podcast work alongside your jobs. Kevin, how the heck do we fit a podcast uh, in our schedules?
1: Well, I even feel like you and I are very different. Like <laughs> I feel like Probably true. I feel like you're even more intense than I am. Like for me <laughs> it's relatively not that bad, I would say. So most of us going on the show like yeah we do put some notes mostly rafa sometimes <laughs> we, ch- we try to put together That's some true. notes dr- during do. the week yeah. or even just think about things that we want to we want to discuss um, and then we try to find some time during the week where we can record that is one of the trickiest parts because time mm-hmm. zones so i'm on the mm-hmm. the east coast so eastern time zone and then rafa you're on What's Central the European. There you go. I think that's technically what's called. I think CET. So basically, we we tried for a while to record on the weekends, mm-hmm. but weekends are so unpredictable because who yeah. knows? Like we always have things and obligations <laughs> on the weekends, or just fun things uh, that we want to leave the house. Well, with COVID, not, that's not <laughs> as much of a thing, but I still try to go. Mm-hmm like ice skating or, you know, doing things out- mm-hmm. outdoors anyways. Um, and so that leaves the week. And then the, the challenge there is, and I don't don't know exactly for, for you, but certainly for me, my days are just packed with meetings, like from nine to five. So uh, <laughs> there's not really any time during the, the work week where I can just record like a morning or something like that. So that leaves work days after... 435 p.m which is kind of unfortunate for you right because that's super late for you
0: yeah but I don't want to complain it's it's okay it's like it comes with its own set of challenges but uh yeah so it's we usually record around 10:30 p.m uh, now 11 p.m so, and we try that's why we're like try to record like short shows and like please let's just like keep it under an hour because it's like so late and the reason we're being so late is that sometimes it's tricky because it can like if i stay up too late then the next morning i'll wake up later and the whole like schedule just like my my day just gets you know messed up but it's it's usually fine but it is tricky so i do have to like on days that i record i try to to sleep a little bit more the night before, mm. to just try to be a bit more well-rested. I try to intentionally start working later in the day because if I start work at, like, you know, 8 a.m., 9 a.m., and then I'm done, like, I don't know. I just have a really long day. I also usually work until late because at work I also deal with my own set of time zones and stuff. Um But it's, it's okay. And then the tricky part is that then on, on Friday mornings usually I – try to take my morning to edit the show and so so i start work at my job like after lunch or something in that day so i try to take the morning to edit which seems like a lot and and it probably is uh like i take around two hours two three hours to edit this um So it is tricky, but also I'm just used to it. Like, you know, we've been doing this for a while. It's just part of my schedule and it's okay. But that means that because it's so late in the night, it means that if something happens and I'm just so tired, I just can't do it. And that's why sometimes our schedule is like a bit fragile. And sometimes (laughs) we skip a week or two or because something happens or like it had, like today we're recording, it's Thursday. We usually record Wednesdays, but yesterday... I had I woke up at six and I just had a really long day and I was like I just can't first like stay awake until eleven PM and then talk and try to sound smart <laughs> at all. <laughs> so I asked Kevin if he could push it. So yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It is you know, it's fine.
1: I would say the tips that I would have there, I'm still glad that we have like a, a time in the calendar that's set mm. every week. So our default time is on Wednesdays. Um, and so we know that that's the default, and that helps us stick on a schedule. Whereas, if every yeah. week we would be like, so this week, like which days, I think that would be a lot of work for us. Um, and then, two, I think very early on in the show, we made the decision hey, look, we're doing this podcast for fun. If there's ever any point where we're tired, we're not feeling like it, some reason, like something's coming up, we're busy or, or something. You know what there's no podcast that week, and that's fine, <laughs> obviously, having sponsors complicates things a little bit more in that, but we're we're trying to make this healthy for us <laughs> and not make make it so, something that we can get uh burnt out on
0: and that's why it's been two
1: weeks since you last heard us, yeah, oh my God, okay. last week I was so crazy busy <laughs>
0: yeah so yeah, so uh, if you go check our messages, it's just like. Hi Kevin, I'm pooped today. Sorry. I don't think I can do it. <laughs> <that. laughs> oh, sorry about this week. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's Pretty much. it's fine. It's it's life. Cool. Okay, so Dave, I think I hope that answers your question. <laughs> um we have also a bunch of follow-up still on the mac tips. Uh we got a lot of follow-up on that. It was cool. So I'm just going to share like rapid fire a couple of tips from the listeners. So, listener Dima, uh, actually, this is not a tip, but uh, but um, they asked us. They asked us if we ever use uh, also touchpad gestures in you know alongside like keyboard shortcuts. Mm-hmm. Um, for 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 them, a three finger swipe up to see all the windows and organize different desktops. It's almost as frequently used uh, clicks. Uh, Kevin, do you use these trackpad gestures at all?
1: I use all of them every mm. single one <laughs> i just and it it shocks me every time i install macOS for the first time these things are not enabled by default right like a lot of them you need to manually enable and that always surprises i think
0: me. the three finger up and down is enabled the four is not i think or something like that i actually forget maybe you're right yeah it's late for me but don't, i don't. use all of
1: them <laughs> Uh, maybe mm-hmm. the only one actually now that i'm thinking about it the four p- finger pinch like mm-hmm. closing yeah that one shows the app grid view which i i never use that but all of the other ones i use them
0: cool yeah uh same i use the three finger app to for to, to for mission control i also use the three finger uh swipe to change spaces mm-hmm. i use spaces a lot, which I'll probably like talk about in a future episode. Um I use spaces a lot. And also not only on the trackpad, but also if you have a magic mouse, you can do the two finger tap, like tap tap with two fingers to trigger mission control and the two finger swipe for to change spaces. Uh and yeah, I don't use the like the what do you call it, Lunch pad thing, like you said. Yeah. But I do use a reverse. So if you Yes pinch out <laughs> five fingers to show the desktop. So get rid of all the windows. I use that a lot, especially when I'm dragging something. Like if I want to drag something to the desktop or from, I'll drag and then do that. Yep. Cause I have a mouse and a trackpad. Same. So yeah. And I feel like that Could gesture stop.
1: is so perfect. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, Like just get out yeah. of the way. And the animation <laughs> yeah. follows your fingers around. Like it's just so well done.
0: Uh, Cool. All right. So listener, uh, oof. Apologies in advance for mispronunciations. I, I try. Refly, 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 refly uh, said that uh, one of the most helpful shortcuts is when you have multiple windows of the same app, you do command in tilde. Oh, actually, not tilde. The, um, what do you call this? Like the apostrophe, but on an angle. It's it's right below the escape key. Um, Isn't it to tilde? Switch. Isn't
1: that so it is?
0: It's, it's the same key as tilde.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, I think it's backtick.
0: Backtick. That sounds right.
1: Yeah, that sounds right.
0: So it's effectively a command tab, but just in that w- app. So cycle through all so useful. windows of this. So, so useful.
1: If you're using Xcode or using like basically any code oh, yes. editor, <laughs> it's absolutely essential.
0: Absolutely. So good tip. Uh, thank you for that.
1: It's crazy, as people tell us about these shortcuts, it's crazy to me how many I use constantly and just not think about. I'm like, you don't oh, even... of course, like I use that all the time. But when you first ask me for the keyboard shortcuts that I use, I wouldn't necessarily—that th- wouldn't be the first one that I think of. You yeah, know? you don't register that as like yeah. a shortcut. That's yeah. just computer. I use it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: a little bit, a couple more. So Andy, listener, Andy Santana said uh, that uh, useful shortcuts for 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 them is uh, Command Shift T to reopen tab that you have closed in uh, Chrome or actually he said Chromium so Figma and all that stuff so you know command T for a new tab but command shift T will open the recently closed tab that's cool and also in that environment like you do command 1 or command 2 command 3 to cycle through tabs hmm. and you can use this not only on browsers but also I think anything that has native tabs um, interesting actually I think so yeah so if you have like four tabs open Command one is going to open the first one. Command two is going to mm. open the second one, etc. Uh, so you have, do, you have more do than nine tabs open. Sorry, I do. Yeah, I do. Mostly in browsers. Um, actually, let me try. Does Does it work in Figma? Figma is a bit weird because these tools like Figma and Sketch, they 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 use the keyboard shortcuts for it so much. Uh yeah, so in Figma, if you're using the Mac like native wrapper, if you do Command one or two or three, you you change between tabs.
1: I was trying to think why do I never use the Command one, two, three for tabs, and then I realized, oh that's because I have a hundred tabs at all time.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. Listener, uh huh. Listener Dim Dim uh, Dim uh, said that uh, he suggested this clipboard, uh, clipboard manager. We recommended some. I recommended Paste. That's one I use, uh, but uh, they recommend this one copy co- uh, called CopyQ, and it says it's a clipboard manager with advanced features. And It's cool. It's an open source, I think, but uh, it's also available for Windows and other platforms. So if you want like a clipboard manager, that's a, a suggestion from a listener. So check that out. Needs. And that's okay. one thing
1: I have tried since the last podcast. I have tried to use a clipboard manager. I don't know why. Cannot get sticking? used to it. i just Wow. Keep never... trying, please. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's a thing where you go long enough without it that I'm just like, I never needed it. <laughs> like I never got into a use case where I was like, you know what? I need something like in my clipboard
0: from three hours ago. It's probably because it's like because you don't, you never built the habit of yeah. thinking with it like i sometimes copy a lot of stuff knowing that i'll get it to it later or like i'll get it to it in reverse order or something so i already copy stuff knowing that so it's probably why it gets even more sticky cuz it just changes the way you think so yeah
1: i'll stick with it we'll see it's something that's good to run in the background anyways like yeah. you might not need it for months at a time but then the one time you need it it's, it's useful to have
0: yeah yeah i would say so cool okay look at that that's what happens when you yeah i have additional shortcuts
1: do you want to focus on the productivity all in one or do you want oh yeah let's do
0: the mac productivity shortcut actually wait wait remember when you had jingles oh Uh, so let's do the let's do the mac uh, productivity shortcut of the week mac productivity shortcut of
1: the week i love this (laughs) Can we have a jingle for every segment, please?
0: Remember when you used to ask me a question? question of oh the week?
1: yeah, I should I should start doing that again. I kind of forgot about this.
0: <laughs> yeah, cool. Okay, <laughs> this so is this is our little Mac productivity corner. Kevin, what is your shortcut of the week?
1: I will just go along with this. I was gonna. I was gonna. Oh, so, s- I was sorry. gonna say you're you're making me think of um, song a day man. <laughs> 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 that 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 kind of like style of songs? It's great. Love it um cool yeah so i have two tips I'll take that as a compliment for for, I mean. <laughs> for people this week Ooh. Uh, and again probably a ver- varying degrees of obviousness but i i've been thinking more about what are these shortcuts that i keep using in my day-to-day and i realized pressing spacebar in finder when like you click on a file and just hit spacebar to open quick look this is something oh. i use a thousand percent of the time, all day, every day, and I could not imagine using my Mac and not knowing. Dude, about right
0: this now shortcut. I was like, "Wait, what does space do?" And if, oh, of course, yeah, quick look. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's it's so second nature. But if anyone in the show doesn't do this and learn about this tip from the show, one, please let us know. But two, <laughs> this entire podcast, like all what five years of this show will have been worth it because it is so (laughs) life-changing yes (laughs) so that's the number one
0: wait 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 no we can't just brush through this okay for people who still don't understand what this is you press any file select any file and pressing space it's called quick look and it just previews the file So, most of the files, like if it's a folder or whatever, I don't really quick look much, but sometimes it's useful to just know, like, what's the file size of the folder or something. But I use this all the time for images, of course. Like, Mm -hmm. if you want to preview an image, like, please don't double click on an image and open preview. Please don't do this. Just space or any audio file. I found audio files,
1: especially because oftentimes what happens is you double click on it and then it will add it to iTunes. I never yes. want to. Actually, that. okay.
0: <laughs> I, did, I, I feel like this is a public service announcement. Please, on your Mac, pick, go f- find an MP3 file or a WAV file or something, an audio file. Do Command I to get the get info thing. Then on the bottom, it says like open with, and it's probably, if you haven't changed this, it's probably set to music app, which you do not want, or iTunes. Change that to QuickTime and say apply to all of.
1: Files with this extension. See, I'm doing this as you're speaking. I've never okay known about this. I've so never from now
0: this. on, every time you accidentally double-click on an audio file, it's not going to open music and add it to your library. So
1: there you go. Thank God. This is this a really is a life-changing <laughs> experience. <laughs> okay. Uh, you said you had two. What's the other yeah, one? Yeah. So my my second one, and I realized the other day. I forget who. Someone on Twitter just like did not know about this. And it was just so shocking to me. Um, So whenever you want to save something, I I don't know if you know this, but you can take like, so you summon the open save dialogue, right? And then Mm -hmm. you command tab to finder and then you can pick any, whether it's a folder or a file, you can drag that file over to this save, open save dialogue And it will change the location to the location of that file. Yeah. I do that all the time. Like this is 100% of the time. Like I never navigate anywhere inside the open save dialogue. I always just tend to drag unless it's something in my favorites or something like that. Yeah. But so often I just, I just do that and it's so such a huge lifesaver
0: just to make it even more clear, if it was not clear, let's say you're on a website and you say, oh, upload avatar or upload a picture or something on a, on a site. And if you click like upload, it will probably trigger a little a little mini finder thing for you to go and find and select the file. And it's probably open in like your desktop or your iCloud drive for Fox sake or something. <laughs> and instead of you having to navigate that little mini finder window, you can, like Kevin said, just drag that file from whatever it is into that and it will automatically select it yeah Uh,
1: so so that's the open but it also works in save so let's say you want to save a new document to an existing project well you likely have that that folder open somewhere in finder you can drag that folder over to the save dialogue and it'll set that save thing to that location
0: And as a little a little bonus on this uh, is this also works in the terminal, which is a bit more you know niche. But if for some reason you need to get the the path to a find to a a folder or a file, you can also drag that into the terminal window, and it will automatically, like you know, expand that into the the path. Cool beans. uh, Well, my tips were. All of them covered by our listeners. So I was going to say the <laughs> command tilde. I was going to say the command uh, one, two, three, and tabs. Uh, so since now that is not available to me, I was put on the spot. Uh, so I am going to say, also give you two. I'll give you two. They're, they're minor ones. But uh, in Finder, if you uh, have any Finder window open and you do a command comma to go to to, oh that's another shortcut command command to go to preferences uh, and in the advanced tab the at the bottom it says when performing a search the default says search this Mac uh, change that to search the current folder so that whenever if you're in a finder window anywhere like in a folder if you hit the little search thing in the toolbar you can search that folder mm. it's so obvious but I don't know why this is not the default uh, but Anyway, that made the search useful.
1: Yeah, it wasn't. and also s- searching your entire Mac always returns a million like weird, yeah. <laughs> useless files instead all of all the node uh, modules. Yeah. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah.
0: And last one, this is like a small one, mini one, but uh, I think at some point we talked about items in your menu bar, like little little apps or icons in the mm. top right corner of your mac i
1: think i know what you're gonna say
0: uh yeah pretty much with with big Sur now you have those those things uh like the control center which you can by the way drag items out of that into your thing uh, my tip is most of these especially the native built-in ones most of these icons if if you click they'll give you a little you know pop-up with options but if you option click you get different options uh, most of them so If you just out of curiosity, just go ahead and try option clicking on a bunch of them. So, for example, if you option click on Bluetooth, you get a bunch of like Mac addresses and battery levels for all the stuff. And it's kind of wild. Uh, But the one I use constantly is the audio, which I don't think is there by default, but you can go and add a a volume, Mm -hmm. a volume icon there. So if you click there, you can see all the output stuff. Like for headphones or whatever, but if you Option click, you can see the input channels as well, which I do all the freaking time because I have microphones and stuff <laughs> plugged into my computer, so I need to make sure that you know I need to change that all the time. So that is like indispensable, and I I don't even know where I would go otherwise. some like, preferences, I guess, I guess. Anyway, that's it.
1: Yeah, the nice tip, and you can also uh, reorder the items. So you can, oh yeah, you can pick your order.
0: Uh, to do that you have to hold command yes. command and drag around yeah. you can reorder cool beans look at us kevin just helping
1: yeah the public become like a, a mac os hot tips podcast
0: and if we want to keep this under an hour we're we're already over like the um, uh, midpoint
1: <laughs> should we wrap okay. up <laughs> time for recommendations
0: <laughs> let's at least tackle one one item of the topics we have a bunch what do you want to talk about
1: uh up to you
0: i mean so you've added this working remotely in cover time and i'm meeting coworkers. Did I? Face, and... I thought
1: that was you
0: <gasps> the... maybe that was me <gasps> okay <laughs> i even left it at the top because like oh I, like i don't want to push this down because kevin added no okay I, never mind I was pretty sure that was you okay so we can talk about that later actually because it's something i've been struggling because i'm working at a company where i never met mm-hmm. anyone face to face and how that changes things so I think that would be interesting. So tune in next week or whenever we record, this. <laughs> Might not be next week. Uh, no, okay. So then, if we don't have a lot of time, I just want to talk about um, clubhouse a little bit. And there's this there's this article on stratagery by uh, you know by uh, what's his name Ben uh, Thompson. Ben Thompson. Uh, ben Thompson. Uh, have you have you read this? No, I haven't.
1: But okay, I heard so him talk actually, a lot about it on the Other <laughs> rings. So.
0: Okay, so I, I I assumed he talked about it, so I stopped listening to the Um, so so real quick, it's like he in this article, and I'm going to put links in the show notes. It's one of the free ones. Um, it's called Clubhouses Clubhouses Inevitability, and he compared this to other mediums, um, like like printing, like publishing, uh, photos, photography, video, and now audio, and he. Uh, broke it down into three steps like there's three three steps of disruption if you will in the, each of these sectors so for printing like it all started with just newspapers and that's how you were to publish any type of writing and then uh, the first step is called democratization and the second one is aggregation and the third one is transformation this mm. sounds very boring and complicated <laughs> I'll try to make this sorry so for printing it started uh, the first step democratic democratization with the internet is like all of a sudden people didn't need to be a published writer or a journalist they could just go on the internet and create a blog and so that democrat democratized uh, that in that sector you know what's anyone could go in <laughs> What's a, <laughs> anyone could go in and and publish their own writing and then What was the second one? The transformation was when you took that and you changed completely and that would be like then Twitter, right? So you took publishing words uh, and the blog looks a lot like a newspaper, right? Uh, articles, and then they transformed it in what looks like Twitter. Same with photos. First photos, you have to know print them and publish them in a gallery or somewhere in a newspaper. And then you had blogs or you have like Instagram posts even. And then there was a transformation phase in where it took that with a new medium. And now it's equivalent of like stories. It's just a different way of sharing photos. Same with video. You had TV and then you have YouTube, which is effectively like a smaller TV show, right? They it just looks a lot like that. And then you have the transformation phase, which is something like TikTok, which doesn't look like any TV show. It's just like a different thing. Um, and now with audio, it's like the slowest of all these sectors. It took a while to get through this transformation phase, but you before you had like you had the FM radio, uh and then you had podcasts, right? The democratization of anyone can Look at us. I mean, anyone really can have a podcast and publish these this audio. And now we're still missing that transformation. And according to Ben, um, yeah, that's why he called it uh, Clubhouse's inevitability, is like, this is a transformation of this audio sector. It's this, you know, like a Clubhouse looks really nothing like a podcast. Uh, I mean, still audio, sharing audio, but it's very different. It's a very different thing. Um, and I'm Like, I'm still not entirely convinced that this is, quote-unquote, the future. And it's I think that's probably true for any of these early-stage, like, new formats of anything, really. But it's interesting that is this where we're going? Like, is this a transformation on how you share audio on the Internet? And do you think this will at all, like, change podcasts, (laughs) if at all? I don't know. Um, Any thoughts on this? I just thought it was super interesting um because i'm yeah
1: i don't know i haven't how do you feel i haven't read ben's article but i i feel like ben's drinking the kool-aid a little bit too much on that one maybe (laughs) like to me clubhouse is part of the continuum i guess of more giving more people access to producing audio basically like Clubhouse, like Clubhouse, is essentially similar. It, it, it's it's uh, like a okay. You go from radio, right? And it's like you need a big station and all of this thing, all of this right. technology to like sh- broad, um broadcast, you know, over the airwaves. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh-huh. then you go podcast, which is well, you know, actually. A podcast is just an audio file of people talking together but still i don't think i w- wouldn't say that everyone can do podcast like y- you know y- sure
0: yeah but it's it it just changes the distribution
1: method totally totally now, you don't
0: need radio towers but it's like you need it it's
1: it's sort of the equivalent of making your own website right for the right. Most
0: part, or like again a journalist Publishing something on a newspaper or publishing something on their blog. Yeah,
1: it's like, yeah, exactly. So not everyone can do this, but most people, if they wanted now, have this ability. Um, and then you have things like, I would say, Anchor, which is, hey, this sure. is just an app on your phone. And two people can use this app and they just record a podcast. And yeah, the quality is not going to be as good because just get the microphone on your on your phone. But, you know for the most part our phones are getting better and better over time so it's not a bad bet to bet that the quality of the microphones on our phones will get better over time and the quality problem will get like will get smaller and smaller uh and then you have clubhouse which is okay well if you want to do even if you want to do a podcast in uh in anchor like you still need a couple things. Like you need, okay, what is your podcast? Right? Like you need a name, you need, to set up all this description, all right. this thing. Like it, you need to find a co-host who's going to be hosting with you. Like, I don't know. Uh, and Clubhouse is like, well, maybe you don't need th- these things actually. Like maybe you don't need a solid idea of what you're going to talk about. And maybe you don't even need a co-host. Maybe we could just tell people you're live and then people will just show up. And then, Uh, You know, you, you can pick who you want to talk to and we'll just like publish that for other people. So I do think it's for me, it's part of that linear progression towards making things more and more accessible to people. And I think it's great for that. But personally, I don't think it's groundbreaking. I think it's they're executing well on that idea. And that's cool. But in my opinion, and I I, I believe I tweeted this uh, a while back, to me, what seems like it's almost uh, uh, impossible to avoid is that Clubhouse will become something like the new Meerkat, basically. <laughs> it's like, it was very cool for a while. We were all very excited about live streaming. We all did it. We all tried it. And it was magical. Like, it was cool. Like, the first time... Uh, first and the second time and the third time we did it but then a few months later every single service on the face of the earth implemented a live stories thing like there's uh instagram you can do live streams facebook can do live streams uh twitter has periscope like everyone just implemented it and it just became a thing that you know if i if you want to do live video now you have tons of options to do that and,
0: and actually Twitter just shut down Periscope. Well,
1: <laughs> they're just using the built in, which, which I, I also feel like maybe speaks to, Oh, you mean the it, it, uh, shut down the Periscope app, but you can still live. Right. Stream like Twitter. it's, yeah,
0: it, it, if it wasn't clear for everyone, it proved that, uh, for them, live streaming is a feature and not a product.
1: Yeah. It's kind of a feature. And I sort yeah. of feel the same way about clubhouse which is like, it's nice. And I certainly see that a lot of, this is a thing that a lot of people want to do, like the same way some people want to do an Instagram live. Right. And just like talk Mm -hmm. to some people and we're in a year or in a set of years in an era (laughs) where a lot of us want more company. And so it's great for people to have those, those conversations, but I feel like it's gonna take no time, and even I mean, <laughs> even like as Clubhouse is, is coming out, you know, Twitter is already on this with Spaces, and I'm sure Facebook yeah. is not far away. Like I, I have a hard time seeing Clubhouse, like ultimately winning this game. I just feel like this is a this is a good feature, but. I'm not sure. Like if I had the choice and I don't have access to the space thing, but if I had the choice, I would 100% prefer to do that kind of thing on Twitter. This is where I have the best network of the people that I'm the most interested in, in seeing compared to clubhouse. that is just yeah. a bunch of like investor bros. Like it's just, so I have a hard time seeing, how they can pull this off and long-term become, like, something successful. Maybe their bet is get big enough and then get acquired. But, like, I saw some people saying, like, oh, this is the first AirPods social network. Like, come Benton's on. So like, give me a break. Like, I feel like so many people are so... I, I feel like it's overhyped, to be honest. And like, you know, mark my words, like you can come back to me in five years and and clubhouse is the, is the next TikTok, And, you know, I will, you know, I will apologize for, for my bad take, but I just looking at what I'm seeing now.
0: <laughs> apologize for your bad take, Kevin. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, from what I'm seeing now, it's like, I, and I recognize, you know, it, it's, they've executed well on this idea and they've, shown that there's something here. I just don't think it's that groundbreaking, in my opinion. It's like a nice evolution over what it is. Right. And many it, other people can build on that on top of that feature.
0: And I'm less interested in talking about Clubhouse, the app. Uh,
1: and and uh, that's actually I'm
0: more about, like you said, like the idea, the feature.
1: But I would say I'm the opposite. I'm the most interested about the design of Clubhouse, the app. Because I find that... Oh, I'm not at all i find that this app it's kind of like a snapchat type thing it's like someone's designing an app with totally different priorities and totally different ideas for how apps should be laid out and work and i'm kind of fascinated by that like i think that's interesting to me um i
0: yeah we can talk about that i i I mean i'm i'm not that (laughs) interested in that it doesn't whatever i was i was just like surprised at how like my mom is on clubhouse what she's not on tiktok yeah i know she was like what? i was like what happened and she's like yeah i was waiting for an invite for so long i was like wait i mean i have invites i didn't know yeah you should have told her i have some clubhouse.
1: invites
0: <laughs> yeah like i'm so surprised like of the reach of this i think it's way more than 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 i thought or than i was aware of uh i i do prefer like twitter's execution for a lot of reasons uh i've i've enjoyed twitter spaces more than this but what i'm more curious about this medium is like how what will it like unlock and allow like will let's say that for us you know you and i hear a layout uh let's say like after an apple event we usually talk a lot about that like on the show it would be kind of interesting to do a live like Twitter spaces or clubhouse thing that would be the show in where people could potentially you know step in and like participate in, in whatever like I feel like that that is an interesting thing for me as a podcaster. there's something there that i it, it, that I'm curious to see what it would allow for um as a user like I, I honestly like I listened to a couple and that was it i I think there's something about the liveness of it that is so limiting like i have to fit it in my schedule mm-hmm. and by the way most of the internet uh, works on like west coast time <laughs> which is very late for me so um, i can't really participate mm-hmm. on that Um the whole thing of like you have to stop uh you know stop everything like put uh, headphones or whatever stop listening to anyone who's around you Um, there's no way of, like, pausing or, like, rewinding if you miss something. Like, that whole thing is so limiting. Uh, That's why, like, I I never uh, tune into any live video, like, any Instagram live or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just so rare. So I think, yeah, the liveness of it, it's severely limiting in the feature. Um, But anywho, I'm just intrigued. Uh, uh, Yeah, I'm not sure where this is going. Yeah,
1: and basically, to summarize my thoughts, like... I'm optimistic about the functionality, like the feature, but I'm not optimistic about the company itself. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, I think this is a good idea, but I just, I have a hard time seeing this company being successful long-term. Um, and to me, one of the things that I've noticed is it's all about the people. And mm-hmm. I find the crowd on clubhouse is not people i want to hang out with. Like that that's the feeling i get. It's like i'm I, i'm coming into this party that's full of douchebags and it's like i'm sure there are there like i could enjoy a party if there were people that i like and care about that were there, but they're just not there yet. Like i or will they ever get there? I don't know. But honestly, One, almost 100% of the people on Clubhouse that have, that I've like tuned in, it's always about like VC and funding and investment and blah, blah, blah. And like, I could not care less. And it's all, I, I feel like most of the conversations are about like people showing how great they are and not actually being and again this is maybe just the random sample that i that i've gone but it just feels like this is all i'm getting and i'm probably not following the right like i'm following maybe 10 people on there so maybe i need to follow more people or follow better people or whatever um but i'm like you know clubhouse like i'm not sure you kind of have a, a a problem with your with your audience whereas again contrast twitter spaces which is essentially the same product but totally different audience. Like I saw uh, Joey had something the, the other day yeah. Tune into that. That was great. Right. So it's like, I, I feel like the, the people really make this a success or like the opposite of a success <laughs> or a failure. Yeah. And I have a hard time seeing how clubhouse is scaling to be able to connect those people.
0: I have to admit th- And this is a safe space, right? Um, because I, I always i feel bad for even saying this or thinking this but you know it's fine no one's going to listen to this uh like some of these uh what do you call it like rooms or whatever that i was in it just felt like i, I was just like constantly rolling my eyes yep <laughs> um because if it, it, you know how like some people with youtube channels or like instagram influencers like they act like they have this big production and they're yep. like super famous or whatever <laughs> Um, just because you know they have an audience and all of a sudden like they they act like they have a big audience. Uh this I feel like also like because they were speakers and there were a room with other people, they I think they then started acting more like they were keynote speaking and giving a TED talk or something. <laughs> and then of course, like it's not to <laughs> criticize them, but like some of these people, it's like in design is not how it looks, it's how it works. And I'm like, oh my god god i can't believe this like, what am i doing here and i just felt i just rolled my eyes so much but i feel bad for thinking about people in this way because i'm sure that people can think the same thing uh, about me or like something that i do or like having a pot who am i to have a podcast and talk about stuff but i don't know maybe i'm projecting a little bit my own insecurities and whatever into uh these these rooms and people but it just, it didn't feel friendly and cool space to hang out. And it just felt
1: like, yeah. It feels like a frat house. <laughs> that's that's yeah, what it maybe. feels to me. And, and that's why I feel like I'm not bullish on the company itself. Because I kind mm-hmm. of, I very quickly got the impression that this entire business is all about you finding the people that you will connect with. And that will make you feel like, you know, find friends, you know, and make those connections. And I feel like the app is terrible, at least for me, at doing that. And so, and I think there's sort of this echo chamber bubble thing going on that Mm. this is an app created in Silicon Valley that mostly talks about Silicon Valley type topics. And so to them, it's like, this is great. Like who wouldn't, wouldn't be interested in these things. And then I'm like, uh, a lot of people, actually most people would not be interested into these things. And what are you doing to find them content that they will be interested in? I don't know. As opposed to say Twitter. that's was like, dude, I've spent years like honing in like the, the perfect people to follow on Twitter that I'm interested in. Like, I feel like Twitter can nail this in a way that i'm not sure that clubhouse will
0: and another point that i have here is i wanted to talk about the super follows and whatever but maybe we'll leave that for next week uh but i'm 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 pretty hopeful of like where twitter is going Mm -hmm. it feels like twitter is gaining momentum that i haven't seen i want to say forever like ever i've ever seen in this company because twitter famously like they never ship anything really you know <laughs> like the twitter the product is very similar to what it was when they launched back when uh but now with this you know spaces uh they had the live thing not long ago um with the fleets and now with the super follows and spaces or whatever the, well not spaces whatever the, like the facebook uh groups or whatever analogous thing uh anyway twitter is gaining momentum that is so exciting to see also on the people they hire i think the twitter design team is getting so good um hi joey and it's it's just
1: anyway, <laughs> yeah i think it all started broke. when when joey started really yeah i so. think joey <laughs> is
0: responsible for all of this yeah good stuff yeah so anyway okay let, let's talk about it next week a little bit more because i yeah there's a but lot i agree
1: there. i agree it seems like twitter is finally picking up the momentum and they have a lot to catch up on but i'm hopeful yeah
0: all right let's do recommendations dude because it's getting long do you want to start
1: boom let's do it yeah, my recommendation this week is the Billie Eilish documentary on Apple TV+. Look
0: at you with the Apple TV+, yeah. uh, streak.
1: This is Yeah, that's true, actually. But it's <laughs> weird. I feel like I listen to so little on Apple TV+. Like, I basically watch Servant, and I watch this documentary. <laughs> that's basically it. <weird. laughs> um, but, as always, Billie Eilish, such a great artist, such a great guest. You know, you could have her on any show, any interview, always has interesting things to say, interesting things to share. I was a fan before the documentary. I watched this and I'm even more of a fan now. She's amazing. I thought it was super interesting to see behind the scenes of, Mm -hmm. like the creation of her album and like what's going on and like just the even the fi- family dynamic is like super interesting yeah. and i'm I'm also maybe biased to like these kinds of things like i'm always fascinated by these documentaries with like music artists like these people i always find uh, there's a lot of links to the work that i do in a Like, not that I'm anywhere near famous, but, like, they are creative people, and they have to battle their creativity versus what the market wants versus, you know, their audience, and there's... I always find there's lots of interesting topics, and I'm always so curious Mm -hmm. to see how they manage this, Um, and, yeah, so this was a super interesting one. I think anyone who listens to this show will probably really enjoy it, and... Um uh, one thing I would say, having watched it, is I also want to watch a documentary on Phineas. Like I'm so mm-hmm. curious. Like I I find this whole family so interesting. Yeah. Um so yeah, Oops. it's just crazy how much talent. <laughs> like brother and sister, both of them are insane musical geniuses. And mm-hmm. they're just like the fact that they created this album is in their, like, little <laughs> tiny bedroom and then won everything, <laughs> like, at the Grammys. It's just absolutely insane. It's just incredible.
0: My favorite part, I think, of watching that documentary was to look at not only the the family dynamic, but not only uh Phineas, uh, her brother, but uh, the, their parents as well. mm mm-hmm. Just how much they love each other and not in a cynical way. Like, they don't – I think it's so easy for – especially teenagers be like, oh, mom, dad, ugh, right. whatever. But, like, being so cynical in the world and so depressing because teenagers, like, that's what that age does to you. Mm-hmm. Like the whole world is just – I think that's when you – see the ugliness in the world. Because when you're a kid, everything's beautiful. right? Everything's fun. And then I think teenager, you know, you're a teenager and you see the ugly and you get overwhelmed by how ugly the world can be, that everything around you becomes so cynical, so depressing, so dark. And to be fair, like, I think Billie Eilish has a lot of that in her music, in her life. Like, it's not like she was immune to that. And she was like, a happy, bubbly teenager. Not at all. But yet, like, she doesn't shy away doesn't try to hide just embraces the love for these people like they say i love you like non-ironically non-sarcastically on camera like it's you know i think it would be so easy for like a teenager to try to hide that like oh come (laughs) on yeah you know so anyway i love i love seeing that genuine love and care for all of them uh and there was Really well represented in the documentary, like seeing when she left, um left the house. Uh, I think after she got her car or whatever, and she didn't say goodbye to her mom because her mom was on her phone. <laughs> it just how devastated the mom was. Right. I think maybe it's because you know I'm a soon to be father, or whatever, <laughs> but like now I relate to the parents. <laughs> like yeah, oh, yeah. he didn't get to say goodbye. So anyway, one of my favorite scenes
1: actually also involved the mom. Um, and it's when, I don't know who she's talking to. It's this sort of, it seems like this uh, PR person or something like that. And it's about the song Xanny, I think. And they're like, are you sure you want to put this out? Because, you know, right. the song. And then her mom steps in and she's like, look, we're not we're not, not going to release a song because of what might happen in the future. We're putting out this song. Like, it's so cool to see the mom step in here and you know, that having that full support for your family, like is, is so important. So yeah, love it was really good. Good recommendation.
0: Uh, my recommendation is HomePod mini. I love these little balls. Wow. I love my balls. <laughs> 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 uh, I haven't rec- like I've had them for a while, never really recommended it. Uh, Cause I don't know, never thought about it um but uh, i worked like with deb's and i was switch tests and whatever so i felt I was in another spot and i needed music and like this this little ball is such a cool little device and it sounds incredible for what it is and i don't think i can easily recommend homepod as a device just based on the price and what you get i think you have to be a really specific type of user to want that device not this one homepod meaning i think if you just want a little speaker uh, uh, this is a this is a great choice for the price and for the sound quality, and I love the little sound waves thingy, mm. like that Siri animation. <laughs> I think it's so cool. So anyway, I think this is this is a really cool uh, little product to have on your desk or whatever. Nice. And uh, I still don't yeah. have one.
1: <laughs> there you go. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm always um, tempted. I'm like, uh oh, maybe I should, but yeah, I'm on a fence. I don't know. Maybe one day I will get one. If I didn't cool. have the the full size home pod, I would definitely get one.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you, I don't know, like on the um, on your bedroom or something, do you feel the need for like a yeah. speaker for alarms or something?
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking about the other day. Mm-hmm. I do. So I have this Bluetooth wireless speaker that I've been mm-hmm. using for like whenever we need music, um, which is fine, and, and that's the only thing I use it for because I never. Well, maybe sometimes mm-hmm. in the summer, like if we go out somewhere, but I'm like, oh, this is the one time I use this speaker. Like maybe I shouldn't replace it, but it would be nicer to have something that's like always on, always plugged in that I don't have to like manually turn on and stuff. But it, it feels kind of wasteful to be like, oh, I want to buy this entirely new speaker so I don't have to spend like two seconds turning it on when I want to play music on it. So yeah, Fair
0: enough. It's surprisingly small and light, mm. by the way. It's like really small, like a tennis ball. Right. Nice. Anywho, okay, cool, cool, cool. We did it. Uh, I mean, we're we past an hour. Maybe with editing. We'll
1: and I still an don't know if my oven is fixed or not. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard
0: anything. You. you haven't heard any <laughs> oven noises, <laughs> Yeah. sounds, so it's probably a good sign. Cool. Okay, uh, let me do the outro real quick. For people listening, thank you listening all the way through look at that this is so cool we spent uh, an hour here together we're, we're we're closer we're all friends now yeah uh, you can check our uh, the show notes so if we if i haven't if i didn't forget uh everything we mentioned uh there's like links to it so oh homepod mini what is that boom oh that weird documentary oh wait uh, what's the that weird app that you mentioned to change the app icon at the beginning of the show there's a show there's like a link to that in the show notes so go to layout.fm uh and check that you know we have the links there in all the episodes as well or just on your podcast app player whatever you're using you probably can see them there uh what else we we're on twitter right so (laughs) follow us on twitter at layout.fm that's where we sometimes post the audio tweet letting you know that we're not recording (laughs) uh and uh, you can follow me at Rafahari and Kevin is at vernal kick on Twitter follow us maybe we'll do a little Twitter spaces thing actually hey Joey hi or people on the Twitter team it'd be great if we could have access to um to uh, Twitter spaces so that we could do something fun here with the show um, yeah I'm actually really
1: interested in Twitter spaces uh maybe yeah. we can same like. Hook something up and have a, a bit of a behind the scenes with someone who works on it. I think that'd be that'd be really yeah. cool. But I find that the way they've approached developing that product, like they're tweeting kind of like in process progress stuff, and yeah, they're very active on that that Twitter account. I found that super interesting. I uh, really like that.
0: I was uh, on a. What do you call them? A room, a Twitter space, a space. Uh, with uh, <laughs> with Cat uh, Noon, and they were um, still talking about uh, accessibility concerns mm. in this feature, and how they you you know have like a live live ish. There's a slight delay, but like they have transcripts, you know, captions. So even if you um, if you cannot you know have some kind of accessibility, or you cannot really listen to this because it's a very audio based. Feature right, um, they are still trying to cover for that, and so uh, it was super interesting. And like I said, we got a bit of a glimpse of behind the scenes and the design team. That was cool, All right? Nice. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Check the show notes. Am I forgetting anything? No. Uh, we'll be back when we do probably next week. In the meantime, tweet at us if you yes, have any please. idea for like topics or if you any of the things we said and you were like, I
1: disagree
0: or. I have more to add. Please do add stuff.
1: Yeah, and you you never know, we might mention your name on the show.
0: Yeah, and we'll probably mispronounce it. <laughs>